It is a tradition in our culture for each to donate a small portion of what they earn to the foundlings. It is with these scraps of Beskar that I forged your next piece of armor. Mandalorian steel shall keep you safe as you grow stronger. You will grow into this rondelle as you grow into your station, Foundling Grogu. It's the Mandalorian Man with Din Djarin, Grogu, Bo-Katan, featuring Kelleran Beck, musical guest Evanescence, and your host, Geek Mentality Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, Geek Mentality Mike. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It's great to be here hosting the Mandalorian Man. I'm so happy to be here. Welcome back, everybody, as we talk about Chapter 20 of The Mandalorian, The Foundling. Guess what? I took just about no notes with this episode. We're going old school. I watched it. Just now, no notes. In fact, I had a nice big salad in front of me. Ate that salad, drank a Diet Mountain Dew, so I am, I'm not on a sugar high, but I will be on a caffeine high kicking in in about maybe 15 minutes. So we'll see if you notice a change in my personality by then. Uh, folks, this episode was <clears throat> very enjoyable. Now, I hate to say part, part of the reason I loved it is because you know, it was short, and I love shorter episodes, especially when it's late at night and I realize, oh my goodness, I need to podcast about the show, and I haven't watched it yet. Um, well, it wasn't until about 8-something that I started watching. It's 9 p.m. right now uh, here on the East Coast of the United States of America on the planet Earth, depending on uh, who's listening to this in the far future in different galaxies. Uh, and with... What it, with not barring the like the awesome drawings at the end, or the 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 uh, previously on which showed the kid, and you think, well, something's going to happen with this kid. Uh, the episode was like twenty six minutes long, which was fine by me. I feel like it got stuff done, and yet it was so simple, like not a lot of um, like narrative as far as advancing things, but there was enough there was enough there that kind of you could see leading to bigger things um we also got a cool flashback that i i think i saw some headline on it then i forgot all about it so i was not expecting it and when it happened i said oh my goodness yes uh so there's that there's action there's adventure there's monsters and um one of the coolest things of course is that it was directed by carl weathers uh, I love that they use the same group, and I love that Carl Weathers directed. He's directed uh, other episodes of The Mandalorian, and I love that they keep like going back to him because I never thought of him as a director. I don't even I don't even know if he was a director, um, <clears throat> but he he seems to be very good at directing. Uh, so this episode again, I took no notes, but I I made one 
thought. And I wrote down the Mandalorian. Isn't the plural of Mandalorian Mandalorian? And the reason I say this is, you know, for two seasons, we we know, we we are very focused on Din Djarin and the uh, young child who we come to know as Grogu, but it's at least with this episode. It barely had anything to do with Din Djarin. The last one didn't have anything to really do with him. A lot of this is Bo-Katan, and I'm starting to think, could this be more about the Mandalorian as a group rather than that guy here? That guy is a Mandalorian, but the Mandalorian are the people. Could that be why it's the Mandalorian? Am I overthinking it? Am I just because of this episode, uh, because of how this season's gone so far? Um could the title be more about the people than this one main guy? Uh, I don't want it to take the focus away from our main dude, but I just wonder if the idea of it, you know, if I'm barking up the wrong space tree, I don't know. But anyway, let's let's talk about this episode. Of course, it was written by John Favreau and Dave Filoni, and I said directed by Mr. Carl Weathers. It, you know, kicked off... It's It's just so... It's such a simple um, story. Like, they're they're training. They're showing the Mandalorians hanging out in Mandalorian Beach, uh, training. And Grogu's more interested in these rocks that are actually space crabs that I thought he was going to try to eat one. Uh, but but uh, Din, I want to say Mando or Mandalorian, but Din uh, is interested in him kind of, you know, being trained. He's like, if you... If you want to train, if you want to be part of the Mandalorians, you want to wear a tiny, cute little helmet. You gotta, um, you gotta start training with the with the other kids. So it brings them over with the other kids, and this kid, it, which I assume this is the kid we saw at the beginning of the um, episode, the one who, the beginning of the season, put his helmet on for the first time, and um, he's like, I don't want to mess with this kid. I don't want to. He's too little. I'll, I'll destroy him. I'll wipe the floor with him. He didn't talk like a like a bully from the Bronx, but that's what I'm saying. And Din's like, you could just you can do it, Grogu. You can do it. And they you, they they're using darts. They're using these little ink darts to try to just a little test of of um, of t- target practice, I guess. I don't know between you know be- between two kids. And this kid's like, Bing! It's like paintball. He gets him once, gets him twice. And then Grogu's like, not so fast. Flippy, flippy, boom, one, two, three, bing, bang, boom, takes the kid out. Because he's like, oh, he can't be a Mandalorian. He doesn't even have a helmet on. And Din's like, well, he, he can't wear the helmet until he can say the creed, and he can't say the creed until he can start talking. So until then, this is what you get. And this little green dude wiped the floor with this kid, so much so that uh, the kid was like, uh, oh, uh, he was like, he wasn't feeling very good. And this other guy's like, yeah, you don't speak. You don't know what you're talking about. I know there was a better creed than that. But again, no notes today. Uh, so he's like, meh, shucks. And he goes over and he's going to like, he looks like he's just going to, you know, look off into the ocean. I'm not happy. And then, boom, space monster comes in. He's like, caca, caca, grabs the kid. You know, he's like, whoa, where am I going? And I think they called it a raptor. It's like uh giant pterodactyl type monster but almost like his head was kind of like a skeleton type i don't know it was really cool took him away and they're like oh god we got to get him uh so it ended up 
like that don't shoot him because he'll drop him it'll kill the kid uh and so we need to go figure this out they um they start chasing after him they can't make it they're running out of fuel you see a ship going after him you know it's bo-katan and i thought it was going to just shoot the thing out of the air and then swoop down and catch the kid like whoop or try to catch the kid at least uh but instead uh she comes back she's like all right i followed it back to his nest we can get to it, but we don't want to scare it because he'll he'll they'll he'll eat that little shit. So, like, all right, let's go. Uh, and it's it's a bunch of them, uh, but Bo Katan is leading. They're they're letting her lead the uh, hunt, the rescue party. Um, and he's like, all right, uh, uh, Din goes. This other dude goes. Um, a bunch of other people go, but it's really like Bo, Din, and uh, this other dude who's who's like. He's a big guy, and he always carries a big gun. Um, I don't remember his name. I think they said his name, but it took me two years to remember Din Jaren. so bear with me. Uh, when you don't take notes, this is what you get. So you get Strongman Mandalorian, you get Bo-Katan, and, they, and a few other people with Din Jaren. They head off, and Grogu's like, Meh. and Lady Blacksmith says, sorry, Grogu, you're not ready for that yet. Come on, hang out with me. There's much to do uh, if you're going to be a foundling. Come see how the, um, the, the refinery, is that what it's called? The, um, the, where they make all the steel. Come, come on with me in here, where, you know, where the steel works is. And she can teach them all about you know, the, the, the importance of Beskar, and, and uh, she can show them banging steel and making shields and all kinds of stuff. And what that actually did was because it's weird when that was going on, I was like, Grogu is making me sad. Why is Grogu making me sad? Like, why is he looking sad? Is is it just like the the puppets? Like, the, he looks really sad. Does he miss Din that much? Because I thought he would, you know, okay, go have your adventure and I'll I'll learn from Lady Blacksmith. But he's like, his ears are down, his eyes are down, and I'm like, I want to cry. This is making me sad. Uh, but. What's happening is actually what made me even love this episode more. It's funny because it's not a long episode, and yet there it, there's a whole section that's a flashback to kind of Grogu's origins a bit, right? Um, you're, you're talking to someone who doesn't know timeline of Star Wars all that great, or you're listening to someone. You know, if you're talking to me, uh, that's that's a bigger problem. You're you're hearing from me, uh, where this all takes place after the fall of the Empire, so after the, the return of the Jedi. But remember, Grogu's fifty years old as a baby, so you go back twenty five years, he's probably aged you know a little bit, and you could see that he does. He, I don't sure if he looked different if they made a younger version of him, but my thought is this is all happening during Order sixty six, right? Order sixty six, your order's up, right? Isn't that kind of what that is? What we saw, we're getting a flashback to kind of the end of Revenge of the Sith, when all the clone troopers are then kind of automatically turned. I'm assuming they were all pre-like set up so that they could be 
their brains could be boom now you kill all the jedi i think i don't know i don't remember but they're there and they're killing jedi <clears throat> and i love part of me loves not seeing the jedi faces like oh who could that be who's this who's that not that i know any of them but uh they're trying to get to grogu and they are so adamant at saving grogu now think about this he's i mean this is 50 years ago okay at this time yoda is probably leaving to go into hiding it's like timeline wise this still could be you know yoda's love child right with yondu isn't isn't that the lady yoda um that could still be the thing right but anyway that's not important the important thing is is how they do they call him a foundling you think or he was a, a newling like uh i forget what he was he wasn't a halfling that's something completely different um but the name of this episode is the foundling now is the foundling the boy that gets taken away by the by the flying monster or is the foundling grogu he's a foundling now to the mandalorians and at one point he was a foundling for the jedi i'm not sure i think i think we can definitely say it's both uh, but what I love about this is, and it's not a great amount like, oh, you have to remember this, 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 and that. No, they're just trying to get Grogu out of the Jedi Temple. And all of a sudden, this dude shows up and he's like, come on, I got you. And he is, he's got the two lightsabers going, boom, boom, boom. He's the one who saves Grogu and gets Grogu away from the, um, from the temple, then he's going to go meet um, a bunch of dudes on a ship, but they, uh, the clone troopers follow them, take out those guys, but he's like, I'm taking the ship. Well, actually, they say, take the ship. It's fueled. It's ready to go. So they get the baby on the ship. <clears throat> they, they, and then, well, he does, and he takes uh, baby Grogu away from the troopers who wanted to kill all the Jedi. Uh, this is separate from you know, the years later, um, what Mandalorian thought he was doing when he ended up finding the baby in the first place. This is just the original kill all the Jedi, let's go. And I knew about this. I saw something about the casting of this gentleman. Now, the first thing that I thought was cool was that um, I, I saw the character and I said, uh, oh, I wrote down the name Kaloran Beck. I wrote that down and I wanted to type it in to uh, the Google machine. I went to google.com. I typed it in and I was pleasantly surprised to find out that Kaloran Beck is not some made up name for the Mandalorian. I mean, he is a made up name, but he wasn't created. He wasn't just some throwaway character for this show. When I typed in his name, the first thing that popped up is a, a, star, a Wikipedia page. Wikipedia, I think I'm saying that right. Kelleran Beck, nicknamed the Sabred Hand, was a human male Jedi who served in the Jedi Order. He was often assisted by protocol droid AD3 and the astromech droid LXR5 and served aboard the starship Athelia. So I'm like, what the hell? During the Siege of the Jedi Temple, Beck successfully escaped the temple with the aid of sympathetic Royal Naboo Security Forces members. 
fling Coruscant with the youngling Grogu. Okay, and you're thinking, wait, this dude, my first thought was, how do they already have a backstory for this guy? And no, no, he's not, they didn't have a backstory for this guy. This, this is, I do enjoy learning about these things. Dave Filoni and John Favreau like to pick these characters from these expanded universe of, um, of Star Wars characters and bring them in to uh, real life, you know, into the live action series. So this dude, uh, Kellerin Beck, and I'm not even at the, the really cool part yet, uh, he was first seen, he's a character created for the Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge. So I clicked on that. Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge uh, is a children's game show Literally, a children's game show currently developed by Lucasfilm. It debuted on the Star Wars Kids website and YouTube channel on June 10th, 2020. Why am I not watching this on... Um, so it's, it's not a cartoon? Okay. The series puts its young contestants through a series of obstacles as part of Jedi training core. Oh, it's, it's, it's like the kids are doing almost like uh, American Ninja. Okay. Okay. And here's the cool thing. It's starring the man who played Keller and Beck in The Mandalorian, Mr. Ahmed Best. Ladies and gentlemen, the man behind Jar Jar Binks. The man who did all the acting as Jar Jar Binks. The man who did the voice of Jar Jar Binks, Ahmed Best. And he's brought in, I feel like, almost given the respect of being able to... uh, you know, show some real Jedi skills and show, guess what? I could have been a badass if they didn't put me, if they didn't make me into a, uh, you know, uh, a digital fish man uh, that talked with a crazy accent. But I feel like he's getting his just desserts in playing such a, first of all, important character uh, in the world of Star Wars. How, How could, when you think about um, what he did. He got a Jedi out of the Jedi Temple. Not only this, he got a he got Grogu, you know, the character that the world fell in love with with the beginning of the Mandalorian. It wouldn't have happened in you know in the in the storyline world without Kellerin Beck. So I just thought that was really cool, and I want to take a moment to um, say you know <clears throat> I love. I thought that, you know, he's the same. He plays, you know, Ahmed Best plays this character on this show. I thought it was a cartoon. Maybe he played the voice. Nope. Seems like live action. And they brought him into uh, The Mandalorian, making him like officially official in Star Wars. And I just think that's so, so cool. That's kind of the whole backstory with that. Uh, You know, it just shows Grogu getting out but you see how it just the banging just made him it it kind of jarred him it made him sad it made him like you know just sheepish uh and i think it made him think of his old friends and who knows maybe keller and beck is still out there that we don't know you know jedi were scattered about doesn't mean they're all gone we know some of them lived on obviously um and then the uh lady blacksmith is like yo grogu you know, this is, you know, this this Vespar is uh, really important to us, and I'm going to make you something. This is a new part of your 
um, your your uh, armor. What did they make them last time? A little chainmail, I think, or something like that. Um, and it's a shield. It's a really cool little tiny little shield. You know, it's almost like it would be like an eye patch to a really big dude. Uh, and she takes, she opens his little robe and sticks the the shield in there, and he wears it, and he seems to be pretty happy with it, and it looked really cool, and that is the image they ended up using for this episode. And that's kind of it for Grogu, really. Uh, just that flashback, that was the most important part, I think, of his story for this episode <laughs> and getting the shield. Um, we jump back over to our Mandalorians. You know, they get to where they need to get, and they get, they climb up this, it's kind of cool, they look like they're, it looks like these people are actually climbing. They're going up uh, this long cliff face because they didn't want to use their jetpacks. They, they figured they'd scare the thing and he'd, you know, he would devour the, uh, the child. So they climb up there really slow, they get to the nest and like the, the giant monster bird isn't there. So they're like, oh, where, where, where's the kid? And uh, Din's like, oh, I see a heat signature over there. And so that third dude, the big guy, uh, he's like, oh, man, I'm going to I got to go get him. They're like, wait, wait, we haven't checked the area. He says, he's my son. And then you realize, OK, this dude needs to save his son, except it wasn't his son. It was three uh, of these three baby birds. But they're, these are huge monster birds, three baby monster birds. And then all of a sudden the mother's there uh, and in the in the the mother like coughs up almost like he's going to feed the baby bird the kid. The kid that he stole in the first place. Thankfully, the kid's alive. And a crazy chase ensues where Bo-Katan's shooting at it. Uh, it's gra- it grabbed the dad and had the kid in his mouth. I mean, it was crazy. Or maybe it had the dad in his mouth. I don't know. It was crazy. And finally, they're able to you know shoot this thing enough where it drops the kid. Mando, our Mando, goes down, catches the kid. The bird monster falls into the water. And while it's coming back out, uh, that alligator monster from the first episode comes out. He's like, not so fast. Uh, chomps him, pulls him back into the water. That's dead. The kid is saved. Um, he hugs him. He's like, I love you, Dad. It, it almost felt like it felt like modern, you know, like uh, 21st century talk. Just like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay, Dad. I love you. I don't know. I, I kind of like that. That it wasn't just like father or you know, like the the always the most proper. Just call him Dad. Um, so. We go back to uh, Mandalorian Beach, and the rescue party comes back. They bring out the kid, and everyone's clapping. Yippee, you saved him. Yay. And Grogu's there. And Grogu sees uh, Din, and they're happy to see him. He's like, hey, how you doing? You got to, you know, give me a hug. I thought he was going to be like, you know, I need to be close to you because you're like my son. I feel like he hugs him, and I don't know if much else happens. But he says to Lady Blacksmith, um, oh, you saved the foundling. Oh, I know what happened. He's, she's talking to Bo-Katan, and she's like, you saved a foundling, which is the highest level of Mandalore. You've made us proud. You've made Mandalore proud. She goes, well, actually, uh, you have three new foundlings. Apparently, any, any species could be a Mandalorian if you can make the helmet big enough, because those birds, they took the three baby birds, again, the baby birds the size of like a small elephant, each one, uh, took them out of the ship. They took them out of the nest, and with like... Um, ropes brought them back to the beach like yay we're going to train them and then I'm thinking oh my god are they going to fly them okay I'm thinking that just now like are we going to see time pass or these things grow fast and all of a sudden they're going to be flying these things oh like dragons oh baby I actually thought this thing was a dragon for a second then I was like this is not going to shoot fire run 
run, get that kid. I, if it was a uh, um, dragon, you'd have that whole worry about fire. But, all right, back to the actual story. So uh, she's like, come on in. I want to, I wanna, you have some, you know, your armor's a little messed up. Come on in. I want to show you something. I want to fix something for you. She's like, all right, cool. So she's like, I'm going to make you uh, a new thing. You want me to do the usual, the night owl emblem? And you see Bo staring off at that mythosaur hanging up on the wall. Like the, uh, it's like, you know, this just ornament up on the wall. She's like, actually, would it be wrong if I wanted to have one be the night owl and one of the other ones be the mythosaur? Is that wrong? She goes, the mythosaur is for all Mandalorian. It is never wrong to use the mythosaur. So she makes her a, uh, like, what are they, the shoulder pieces, one for her usual and one for the mythosaur. And she says, what if I told you I saw one? She goes, well, then I'd say you're very lucky, you know, to have that vision. She goes, no, no, no. I saw a vision. I didn't see a vision. I saw the actual thing. She's like, well, then I think, you know, the man, the, being the ways of the Mandalore makes you see things. I don't think she believed him. She's like, lady, I saw this friggin' monster in the water. Let's go back, jump down there, take a, take a swim. You can all see it. You know, we could do that. We can go as a group. I feel like that's going to happen because the episode ends with her just looking at that giant, uh, well, that wall hanging of the um, mythosaur. And I feel like that's where I'm like, the Mandalorian. Yes, it's, it's Din Djarin. Yes, it's all of them. But I almost feel like because Din got, you know, he got, he, he took a bath. He's back in. He's good. But it's like Bo is really buying in to it all. She's been saying, this is the way. This is the way. She doesn't take her helmet off. When they stopped, when they went to do the rescue party, they had to stop and have um, have camp. And they were going to eat. She's like, how do you eat? And he's like, oh, you don't take your mask off. You don't eat around each other. We go off to different places, you know, and eat privately. Uh, and I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. You don't have to sit there and talk to people while you eat? That's amazing. Uh, so they go off, but the guys, the big guy, the dad, said, you know, you are the leader of this party, so you get to sit by the fire. So we do get to see her take her helmet off once for a second uh, before she uh, quickly eats. And my first thought is, how, like, her hair looks so good. How, I mean, yes, she did jump in, in the living waters, but I'm like, how does it, does she, con- like, I feel like her helmet, you just put a little conditioner in there just to keep it kind of, you know, keep things smooth. Cream rinse is what I called it as a kid. Because um, that would be the biggest thing for me. I have no problem leaving the helmet on. That is that is part of your, your tradition. But the smell must be just like, oh, oh my goodness. Uh, and it wouldn't even be like other people. It's your own smell. You're stuck in this helmet. You're like, oh, my God. You must be able to bathe. As long as you're alone, you can take the helmet off. It's around other people. So I assume they, you know, they'll shower, brush their teeth, uh, at least, you know, put some soap in their hair, space soap, um, until, you know, when they're not around other people. It has to be. Uh, But that's it. That was the whole episode. I mean, the whole thing was about saving a kid, uh, showing that Grogu was starting to get trained with the Mandalorians, Bo-Katan kind of buying into this more, and almost it looks like she might be coming... Obsessed, obsessed with making sure she actually saw this mythosaur, maybe going back to the waters, maybe going back with a few of her friends, and uh, getting that flashback, learning more about how Grogu was kind of 
uh, saved, smuggled out of the Jedi Temple, uh, you know, avoiding Order 66 and uh, being saved by Ahmed Best, which I thought was cool. And of course, written again by John Favreau and, J- and Dave Filoni and directed by the great Carl Weathers. So that's it, my friends. Uh, listen, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. We have a Facebook page called Fans Not Experts. Uh, and the website, fansnotexperts.com, where you can find every episode of The Mandalorian, every episode of The Mandalorian Man, which covers The Mandalorian, every episode of Andor, every episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi One. Um, was it? I think I called it Obi-Pod Kenobi. Andor with Candor, uh, the, the Pod of Boba Fett, I, I, any live action Star Wars on Disney Plus, you will find me there. Uh, but you won't hear from me until next Wednesday unless you go to fans.experts.com and check out some of the other podcasts I am working on. Geek Mentality right now is still in the midst of Marching McFly 3, 31 Days of Back to the Future Part 3. So, my friends, um, yeah, go to fans.experts.com and check it out. Uh, But if if not, I'll see you next Wednesday, okay? So thank you for listening, thank you for subscribing, and may the force be with you! I have spoken. Fans not experts.